0: The 1865 Match Report. Good evening and welcome to the 1865 Match Reports with me, Rich Ferraro, on the day that Forrest won 2 1 at home to Huddersfield Town in the fifth round of the FA Cup. And uh, we'll be joined by Tom in just a few minutes. But before we uh, hear from him, let's just give you a, ca- a recap of the team news. And Forrest didn't make that many changes, but Huddersfield did. And Forrest basically stuck with Ethan Horvath in goal, which was the big question on everyone's lips. And they also brought in Max Lowe after he couldn't play against his parent club on Friday. And Sam Surridge started up front. So we had Horvath in goal, Worrell, Cook and McKenna across the back. Spence and Lowe at wing backs with Yates and Garner in midfield. And then Zinkernagel playing behind Johnson and Surridge up front. Huddersfield made quite a lot of changes to their team. They also didn't play with a recognised centre forward, which is a bit of a surprise to me, especially as Danny Ward has been in such good form and they also have Jordan Rhodes on the bench. Anyway, I'm joined by Tom uh, and we'll come to you in just a minute. But before we do, let's hear the view from the opposition. So we'll go to Brady Frost, who's from the Huddersfield podcast, and he takes that chance.
3: When I saw the lineup, um it was six changes to the side that started against Peterborough. And we, we didn't start with a recognised striker. So um I've got to be honest that when I did see the lineup I was like, oh, not sure about this. Um I do think it was a fair result though. Um I think I actually predicted on our podcast that you guys would win two one. I just had a feeling it was one of them games where we would make a lot of changes and you know, we've seen you've got a couple of scalps in the FA Cup um and i was just you know I, it just i just had a feeling it proved right i thought you I thought you deserved to win to be honest i think um we looked uh, it was a bit of a jarring performance from us we didn't really look in sync um which i think is understandable when when we've made six changes uh, yeah i thought Forrest was great i thought joe warrell was great um Surridge, I was quite impressed by because he was very frustrating. Um, from from a Huddersfield point of view, I thought he was great. I thought, um, yeah, uh, Ryan Yates was great. You know, yeah, I think it was a fair result. And um, yeah, you know, I think there was a couple of key moments in it. You know, Pippa hit the post when it was one all. Um, I thought that could have been interesting if that went in, but. To be honest, you know, Surridge had a goal that was incorrectly ruled out for offside. So I think it was just it was just one of them, um, you know, fully deserved from Forrest. Uh, Yeah, I think, you know, Steve Cooper's only lost four games. So um, it showed I think the the crowd was good tonight for Forrest and that made a big difference as well. Yeah, I just I I think you deserve to win. Um, And, you know, I'm not too disappointed because I think, um, you know, you're a good team. And to be honest, I think we'd get battered by Liverpool anyway uh, in the next round. Um, whether you can beat Liverpool in the next round, I mean, look, like you've you've already beaten Leicester and Arsenal, so I wouldn't rule it out. But um, I think, well, you know, who knows? Who knows? I think you've got a chance. Um, it's at home as well, and you've seen how how much the home side in those cup games have influenced. But I don't think it'll be um, a whitewash for Liverpool. But I think it'll be difficult. But you know. Yeah, congratulations! And like you know, I think you deserve to win. And um, best luck in the next round.
0: Thank you very much, Brady. And we appreciate you giving us a re- your reaction straight after what must have been quite a disappointing defeat. Okay, so Tom, thanks for joining us. Now a couple of things that, that Brady mentioned there, um, which we'll come back to in a little while. But the overarching thing that he said was that he thought the Forest were good value for the win, and he'd predicted a two-one
1: victory to the home team. So. Uh, are you pretty pleased after that? Um, yeah, definitely, because it's one of those games where there's a, ultimately there's a brilliant prize at the end of it, but in the past, uh, Forest haven't actually um, grabbed that uh, chance when we've had, like, um, in earlier rounds of the Cup in previous seasons. So, um, yeah, it's one of those um, bit of a strange uh, game going into it, but uh, now looking back on it, uh, Forest were the deserved it and they could have scored more goals to be honest. Mm, yeah well let's let's go through uh, some
0: of the action because Forrest actually made a really positive start. Um, I've noticed that Forrest really have tried to come out of the starting blocks very quickly in the last few weeks and tonight was no exception and we got the rewards after just I think it's just after 10 minutes um, when Brennan Johnson got down the right hand side as he often does put in a ball into the corridor of uncertainty, as he often does. And Sam Surridge was able to sweep it home for a debut goal. Except it wasn't, was it, Tom? So we'll talk about the, the decision in just a second. But from where you were, did you think, hey, he's got his debut goal after, on his first start and it's happy days?
1: Um, I did because of how the ball um, come in and he's ran onto it. Um, and he's obviously swept it in. I thought, no, this is definitely a goal. Then I've looked on the far side and the linesman's got his uh, flag up from where I was in Upper Bridgeford and it wasn't long before I was getting notifications and the replays clearly state that uh, Sam uh, Sorridge was onside. But um, I'm not really surprised because the levels of refereeing, again, it's uh, really it's ugly uh, head. So it's just one of those, but thankfully uh, it didn't cost us tonight. Well, you say it didn't cost us. I mean, firstly, one thing I will say is that the linesman was
0: absolutely in the right place. And I agree with you. From the angle that Brennan put the ball in, it looked to me like, and the way that Surridge put it in, Surridge was sweeping it in so it's almost like he was looking slightly behind him with his body shape so it's a bit of a surprise to see the flag go up and I say the linesman was right there and and the replays showed I mean it would have been a VAR job rather than naked eye but if there'd been VAR it would have clearly shown that Soydras on side because Nabisa's leg was was clearly you know the other side of uh uh, of play, so it's a bit, bit disappointing, and you say, Well, it didn't cost us too much, but that's not how it felt two or three minutes later because Forrest conceded a corner a bit carelessly, I thought. And uh, if that was careless, then the way they conceded the first goal of the night was even worse, wasn't it? Yeah, when
1: the looking at the highlights on the big screen, when the ball came in, it seemed that. Huddersfield did a great job of just pinning everybody in the um in the position where they wanted them. Then it just like left Tom Lees just to um leap higher than everybody and um put the ball in. I think it was to be honest, I think it was against the runner play of how we started and it was a shock to the system, like thinking, Oh, here we go, is it gonna be one of those nights? But uh, thankfully soon after um Sam was scored a a really good goal and um, and equalised. So, I think it was a good time for them, speaking the obvious, but it was a good time for for us to score that equalised because I think the fans would have got a bit anxious of how the game would have panned out and we might not have got that. It might have been a bit similar to the um, the game what we played just after Christmas where they literally had one chance, put it away, we've had all the ball in, haven't done anything with it. So, I think it was really key yeah. That we got that equaliser pretty soon after going one down.
0: Yeah, so uh, Huddersfield's opening goal came after just about 14 minutes, and Forrest equalised about 15 minutes afterwards. And I think I think you're absolutely right. There was there was a degree of anxiety uh, both around the ground, but also the players. You look, the players looked a little bit shell shocked. So. They were trying to make things happen, and and you know just that thing of like taking your eye off the ball and and just kind of not quite controlling it first time for a few minutes afterwards. It, I think they needed to regain their composure slightly. Um, the unusual thing to note about Lees' goal is, as you said, the way that Huddersfield approached the set piece. Literally, everyone was uh, was parked at the back stick, and that gave Lees the opportunity to run around. And, um, and And Steve Cook, it has to be said. Our veteran defender, the man who should be the one with all the know-how, he did lose his man. And, and I thought Cookie looked a little bit, he looked a little bit hesitant, um, not quite, not quite himself in that first half. So let's talk about the equalizing goal. And two things that, no, three things that are really noticeable. Number one, an absolutely defense-splitting ball from Jimmy Garner. Number two, a lung busting run from Ryan Yates. And then when Uh, Matty Pearson got the tackle in, or was it Nabi Sarr, I can't remember, Um, but got the tackle in, the ball broke to Sam Surridge, who was coming in from the left-hand side, uh, opened his body up, and it was an emphatic finish. So, after the disappointment of the goal being ruled out earlier, I think that would have been a
1: really important moment for Sam Surridge, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely, (laughs) because he's like thinking, oh, that first goal is never going to come Then, like you say, a couple of minutes after his disappointment of not scoring it does count and I thought he had a brilliant game uh, tonight Sam and he hasn't been too bad when he's actually come off the bench and he has contributed and um, now he deserved that goal um, tonight, I think he's been it's shown in the recent game against Blackburn away that he was so desperate to score that goal and um, if he kept plugging plug away it would come and he did that again tonight. He wasn't too disappointed with the uh, the offside decision, and he just kept plugging away. And he got his goal, and um, it was a fine finish into the uh, top corner. Yeah, uh, strikers need goals, don't they? And so that's that's very. He will feel
0: good to have got that first goal, but also what a way to repay the the gaffer for giving him his first start. Resting Keenan Davis, and Surridge comes in and he scores after half an hour, and it is an important goal um, because I say Forrest had looked a little bit anxious. Now, it wasn't all going for us away because not long after that, well, Huddersfield went on the attack and it just sort of opened up ever so slightly. And and Pippa, the right back who I mentioned earlier, found himself on the edge of the D. He played a sweeping shot, low shot, which um, had Horvath beaten and hit the post. Now, if your heart wasn't in your mouth at that moment, Tom, I bet it was when Sorba Thomas came in from the left-hand side on the rebound. But Horvath not only saved it, but he held it, didn't he? So that must have been a, a really positive moment, not only for the goalkeeper, but also for the mood inside the stadium.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you look at it and Hobart hasn't let anybody down in the uh, game What he's had. And he's been pretty steady, steadily progressing by each game. And he has um, looked a lot better with the ball at his feet. And that you know, was a really decent save. And um, he's he made some fine saves tonight to keep his... Um, ahead in the game so uh, yeah I think um, you know the last uh, three or four games I think he's been pretty um, steady to be honest.
0: Yeah yeah and uh, the reason that save was so important to that moment is because it meant that when Forrest had their chance before half time it meant that it was to take the lead rather than to equalise and again it was a ball by Jimmy Garner this time a free kick from the left hand side and I thought Worrell was going to go for the header but I'm assuming that he had a shout because he sort of just backed out of it. And then all of a sudden there was Yates with the freedom of Nottingham. And is it fair to say that
1: the days of 50p head are, are gone? Ryan Yates knows how to head a ball now, doesn't he? Yeah, the, it, it looks like he's been um, working on that because last season and start this season, he was like getting his head on the end of uh, crosses and set pieces, etc. And it was either keeper saving them or going over or hitting the bar. But no, um, the one against Sheffield United on Friday and the one tonight's uh, two brilliant headers. And that emphasises how good Ryan Yates has been playing in the last couple of games. He, Riley got man of the match tonight and I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Everywhere where you needed someone to get a foot in, Ryan Yates was there and brilliant. And even... Um, when, he was, uh, when it was announced that he did get of the match um, the fans were chanting and I'll, I've never heard that you get like pockets of like, appreciation from the crowd regarding Ryan Yates but as a collective everybody was like praising him tonight and he's been brilliant he, he really has and in, under Steve Cooper he's really come on as a footballer and mm. when he hasn't played I can't remember what game it was where he didn't play I thought he missed that like bit of bite in midfield and he was against Stoke wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. I just, I just think with him, you just need players like that in the squad. Some he knows what it means to play for Forest, etc. And he just got that real hunger and desire to play for us. And uh, yeah, you need that. So uh, yeah, it's been brilliant in the last um, few months. And as Steve Cooper
0: said pre-match, and he said again in the live ITV interview tonight, he's a diamond. And and Cooper was alluding to all of those qualities that you just mentioned. The fact that he's somebody who really understands what it means to play for Forest. He looks after himself properly in terms of his conduct off the pitch, the way he kind of eats and drinks and the way he trains. Um, so a lot of people are really appreciating what Ryan Yates can bring now, but also Cooper has brought a new level of performance out of him, hasn't he? Anyway, yeah. that, so that meant that we went in half-time 2-1 up.
2: You're listening to 1865, the Nottingham Gores podcast. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chappacasino.com.
0: It was kind of a little bit more cagey than the first half, wasn't it? The first half, I thought, was a terrific advert for the FA Cup and for championship teams. And the second half, I thought, was a little bit more niggly, a little bit more cagey, a little bit more scrappy. Would you agree with me, Tom?
1: Yeah, um, I think Forest, with them getting themselves head in the game, it was like, let's not do anything stupid and let's just really care and have a lot of care for the football now. And start like giving it away cheaply or giving away daft free kicks, and on a the whole, they, um, they did that pretty well, and they like pushed um, Huddersfield back. Um, mm-hmm. And there was like a couple of occasions in the second half where Horvath might like, made some decent saves. Um, I can't remember which he made one way his dive to his left, and then one from the free kick. Well, yeah, and- exactly. So, so Huddersfield had brought
0: on Danny Ward they'd started bringing on their first team players. So they brought some Harry Toffler left, left wing back. They brought some Danny Ward as a centre forward and they reshuffled. So they went to broadly speaking, 4-4-2. And then later on, they kind of shuffled again because Jordan Rhodes came on. But of course, Ward has got a really good goal scoring record this season. He took a free kick from the left edge of the box uh, uh, after Max Lowe had, uh, had brought down, uh, I think it was Thomas. And, um, uh, the whole thing of lining up the wall there was, was a bit comical because Huddersfield put their two centre-halves between the defensive wall and Ethan Horvath, so Horvath couldn't line up his wall properly. Um, quite a quite an interesting tactic. And then so I was expecting it to be the right footer going round the blind side and um, where Horvath hadn't been able to line up his wall. But actually Ward took it. It was a perfectly decent free kick, but it lacked enough power and Horvath was able to make a decent save, but notably he pushed the ball away. And then later on, Danny Ward got down the right-hand channel. He went for a first-time effort, and um, that was was a good save. It was one of those where you'd expect the keeper to save it, but again, he had to react sharply because it had some power on it. So those are two, again, Horvath's not let us down, and he's shown that he's a good shot stopper. He may not have the flamboyance of Samba, He's looking more confident with the ball at his feet, but he is a good shot stopper first and foremost. And so he can take a lot of confidence from tonight, I think. So it's also worth noting that as the game progressed, Forrest made subs as well. So Jack Colback came on for Zinca after 64 minutes, which saw the the change that we expected. So Colback sitting in the midfield presumably to add a little bit of no, some kind of defensive solidity, and Jimmy Garner's able to move a little bit further forward. Just very briefly, what did you think of Zinconagel's contribution tonight? Because in some ways he flattered to deceive, but in other ways, you look at his movements and it opened up the space for things like Ryan Yates' run that led
1: to the first goal. Yeah, I think it was the same on Variety, apart from the way he chased the Sheffield United player back and made that terrific... Tackle on the edge of forest box. He didn't really do much on Friday, and same again. His his movements there, and you you do see him, but you want him to do a bit more. You you want him to be a bit more creative and do something more with the ball, and it just didn't happen for him tonight. Whether Huddersfield just nullified that threat, and he couldn't really stamp his authority on the game, I don't know. But uh, that's two games where it started, and two games what he, he hasn't really uh, justified his. Um, having started on the side I thought. So when he did go off he wasn't any surprise because he does and usually last what sixty odd minutes anyway. So um mm-hmm. but no he's, he has his good games uh the Sink and he has his okayish games and I think it was a night it was just to me it was okay. Probably if I'm being a bit harsh it's probably like below average because he didn't really contribute to my I would say he either does stuff or he doesn't. That's the way I, yeah.
0: I would, I'd categorise him. Um, I also thought actually that Brennan Johnson for 85 minutes out of the 90 was pretty quiet tonight. Um, however, in the second half, as the game went on, we saw his value because he was able to provide that outlet ball, um, which which did occasionally pin Huddersfield back. Um, the other substitution came not long afterwards, and that was Keenan Davis coming on for Sam Surridge we all expected Surridge to play maybe 65, 70 minutes uh, to do the reverse substitution of what we've done in recent matches where Davis has been the man to, to be sacrificed. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just throw in something here. I actually think that the substitutions made Forrest worse. It, it disrupted us slightly in the midfield because Forrest's strength, when they were playing well in this match, was in the central midfield areas with Garner and Yates, and I think that that kind of got lost slightly. What do you think?
1: Um, I can see where you're coming from, but then when Davis did come on, it meant that Forest could actually keep the ball further away from our goal in the final third, and uh, without without getting a, a goal or I don't think he really had a chance at so Davis, to be honest. But he did a huge job for us in that like final what 20 odd minutes or whatever he was on because he just like took the pressure off our back four because i think sam soris was like tiring because he put so much into the game and with davis coming on he, he just kept kept the ball in the final third and i think to be honest i think that was a massive help for us in the game because i think for as a Huddersfield perspective it's like they fizzled out towards the end because they like because the ball was like going further and further away from our goal and they were like thinking well I can't get the ball off Davis now, and I think that that was like a massive help for us yeah. uh, to see. That. I was saying to my wife as we were watching it, it's like
0: um when surge goes off, they'll be pleased that his relentless energy is gone, and then they'll be faced with Keenan Davis, and they won't know what's hit them. And uh, yeah, exactly. and and again, the other thing that I was saying was uh, the great thing about Davis. I don't remember. Last time we had a centre-forward where you know that if it goes into him, it's going to stick. It really is quite a rarity. And and Davis did make a telling contribution, not just in terms of being the outlet and the ball sticking to him. but He created a terrific chance um, going down the left-hand side. He played it across the box. Actually, the ball was a little bit too far behind. It wasn't the greatest cross in the world. Brennan Johnson did a little flick. And then it went to Jedman Spence, who then promptly hit it <laughs> high and handsome over the bar, didn't he?
1: Yeah, um we were like, looking at that thinking, I hope it's not going to haunt us. We just needed that like, bit of breathing space because we was looking at the clock and you're thinking, well, what is it, 86 minutes or something like that? And you're thinking, no, I hope this, not, <laughs> this isn't going to come back to haunt us. And, uh, thankfully, it didn't. But uh, as soon as the ball came across, I was half uh, expecting that um, net to ripple at the trend yeah. ending. It didn't, but uh, it's, it's one of those you... Um, I mean, I'm not gonna fault um fault Jed Spence for the contribution he's made this season, but it's just one of those that it didn't go in and I think he just tried to yeah, I think he just tried to hit the ball too hard and, and obviously um, lacking that bit of composure what was needed at that moment in time. Yeah, he's tr- he's trying to be too clever, I think, because I think he
0: wanted to kind of hit the roof of the net and, and actually he'd have been better off just kind of uh, guiding it uh, rather than anything else, uh, you know, back where it came from, as as they say. Um, he wasn't the only one who was guilty of that, because uh, then Jimmy Garner had a chance to to do something similar as well, and the ball came in from the right hand side, and um, as, as well, I mean, let's not forget as as well that that these were goal scoring opportunities and they go into players who have had good seasons and Jimmy Garner will feel really quite silly because he's got great skill a great touch and when the ball came to him he just took his eye off the ball and ended up just poking it over the bar when it seemed easier to score.
1: Yeah I I think we've all done that like (laughs) Celebration you're going to come up with uh, before you've actually scored the goal kind of thing. And I think that's saying what happened to uh, Jimmy Garner tonight. Mm. But as a man, clad he'll be relishing who we've got in the next round. So I don't think he'd be too bothered about uh, not scoring uh, tonight. So as long as the uh, he got the to the biggest prize, which is Liverpool a week on Sunday or whenever it is.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about that. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I'm unusual in this respect. But I didn't even think about Liverpool until about 85 minutes. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, the next round's going to be against Liverpool, isn't it? That's, that's going to be interesting. Um, did you have the same reaction or was it on your mind all the way through?
1: Um, it was a lot of little bits. It's like you're looking around and thinking, well, if this goes according to plan, then Mane and Salo and uh, et cetera are going to be coming to the City ground in a couple of weeks. But it's like, it's, you can never be certain until that final whistle goes. And uh, I can't look at, The whole day, to be honest, has been dragging because obviously we had this game. I know we've got like two league games uh, coming up um, before the Liverpool game. But you're like, the whole day today has just been dragging because you've been looking forward to going to the match um, because there's not many times in recent season that we've had a fifth round um, FA Cup match. and And then the game, when it got to... 65 minutes and you think, "Oh, no, it's only another, what, 25 minutes to go. It dragged and dragged, then five minutes went up and it's like, oh, is, is it going to happen um, in terms of the full-time whistle? But uh, no, it's since I've uh, on the way home listening to Radio Nottingham and, and everything and the magnitude of who's going to be coming and and obviously the old um, rivalry we've had over Liverpool. I know we haven't played them since, what, ninety-nine. So, uh, yeah, it's a long time, but um, no, it's about time um, us as um, Football f- well, Forest fans actually relish this because we haven't had too many opportunities of um, obviously welcoming Liverpool uh, to the city ground in recent years. Mm, well, quite. And uh, in, our, in our WhatsApp
0: group, um, so Adam, he did point out that the last time that... Um, uh, Forrest were in a FA Cup quarter final. It was before he was born, <laughs> so that's saying something. And um, yeah. and it's one of those yeah. things. It's one of those things as well, whereby um, we're looking at the fixtures. Just on a slightly different topic, it means that the Fulham match is going to have to be postponed. And depending upon when that's rearranged for, are you worried that the cup campaign is going to cause fixture congestion that could derail the
1: league campaign? Um, well, it goes back to what we've said on the previous part of this season and everything, and it's just a matter of, just enjoy it. Just the the pressure, since uh, our poor start to the season where we were like, what, what was it, lost six games on the spinner or whatever like that, and I think for me, it's it'd be nice to be, obviously get into the playoffs and obviously the trip to Wembley and all that type of thing, but. I think it's just a matter of just enjoying this season. We've It's been an unbelievable season so far. And the scouts, what we've had in the Cup, in terms of um, Arsenal and Leicester, and we beat beaten Huddersfield tonight, and Steve Cooper's playing a brand of football which I haven't seen for years. And I think it's just a matter of just enjoy it. And if there is a fixture congestion, it's like, well, you know, you're doing something right. Mm. And... It's under, no illusions that, I can't I can put it, He's, I think Steve Cooper's enjoying having all these matches. The players are enjoying them. It's like focus on one game at a time and see where it takes us. And to be honest, we're, I think we're a really fit side and they're looked after really well and the conditioning and the recovery's really well. So I think they'll just take it in the stride and see what happens and really enjoy the uh, next couple of months of. The season but uh, no it's been so enjoyable this season so it's yes. just one of those okay
0: I'm just going to leave the final word to Ryan Yates as you pointed out he was voted the man of the match by um, by Dean Ashton for ITV and I don't think anyone would have really argued against that as well as the contribution that we've mentioned a lot of points out there were there there were two or three outstanding passes he was back to the Ineatsa that we <laughs> that someone coined <laughs> earlier this season and so that thing you said about you know getting the conditioning right getting the attitude right to get results well i think ryan yates is actually really setting an example he's a shining shining example of what forest can uh, can do and the level of performance and, and results improvements that we have seen all season anyway we need to wrap it up there so obviously the liverpool match will be on the 20th of march So, a couple of weeks away. In the meantime, we've got home games against Reading and QPR coming up in the league. And obviously, we'll be bringing you match reports from those. And I want to say thank you very much to Tom. And thank you to Brady from the And He Takes That Chance podcast for joining us and providing a view from the opposition. And most of all, thank you to you, listener.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.